Hi, I'm Haley. And I'm Becky. And this is How to Not Get Killed. I probably should have like looked up how the song actually went. I really hope that makes Drew happy. I hope so. It better. He's gonna like you hear that, Drew? Drew. <laughs> That's it. That's gonna be our new theme song. It's not. It's, I, not. it's not. It's not. It's we not. violate some copyright laws for yeah. sure. You know what? Knowing Drew though, he's probably like listening to this googling the copyright laws <laughs> trying to figure out how to make it work not editing the episode focusing solely on making that our new theme song <laughs> oh you never even told me if you listened to the changes he made to the intro slash outro did you notice well you said there was something about like the bass right that was old that no okay so no i don't know if you told me that there was any more i changes. did i did, did I, you? yeah it was i messaged you 800 times right before you were leaving for your trip so oh, it probably got that's probably what yeah my bad when did it come like what episode did it come in at i don't know because i'm a bit behind where where are you at i'm just listening to the most dangerous game one I'm okay i think it's right after that one oh, okay oh, maybe that's why no i don't know now I don't know. I don't know why that was about to be a song. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's no. this there's this YouTuber that um Luke and I watch all the time, Josh okay. Wiseman, and he's like a like a chef. Okay. And, and they do this like funny editing thing where he'll like he'll just like sing the things that he's saying, mm. but it's like really high pitched or whatever. <laughs> and so like now Luke and I do that all the oh time my. where I'm like, I want some salsa. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's like the most random things that he does it for so we just like throw it in there randomly oh i love that and i'm like i'm gonna get some chicken nuggets (laughs) (laughs) that's good you know go for it good do it up it worked Uh, for him i'm gonna he's super famous on youtube i'm super famous i'm not (laughs) but yeah I, i i actually haven't heard from anyone else if they've noticed the difference i noticed it like before he even told me I right away was like, you changed it. Is he didn't change it? He added. He added. Okay, I I'll give you a hint. Attention. It's it to has... be fair. I was pulling on to the highway when I listened to this episode, like when it started. Oh, okay, so it was probably and so I was like maybe a little distracted. But yeah, fair, fair. I'll go back and listen. And if not, it's the next one for sure. It yeah, seems like. Yeah, I love it, Drew. It sounds awesome. <laughs> I'm like looking behind me because he's outside breaking like, leaves. What would you do if you just like turn around? And he was just like hovering there. <laughs> be pretty alarmed because this is the second floor. You know, guy's got some creepy leg strength. He could hover somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, I think the only like housekeeping thing that we just wanted to remind mm-hmm. everyone of was that yep. we are going to do a bonus episode in December. As a right. holiday treat to everybody. For everybody, not just for patrons. It's a good one. Not to like... Yeah, it is a good Again, one. not as... We're just going to hype it up so yes. much. And then everyone's going to be like, oh, it's this. No, they're going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just this. That was my internal yeah. monologue. Just second guessing everything. Oh, it's everything. this. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. You can... No, it's, it's going to be good. It's, it's going to be exciting. Good. I think it's going to be really good. This is going to make too much noise. Oh, you see, that's the problem I was having too, was yeah. my, my like, uh, what are these called? stringies yeah the strings the on tie my pants. yeah there's Mine a little metal scraping. thing and it's hitting my 
My laptop. Yeah. I can't have that. No. Okay. No, okay. no. Drew's probably again listening to I'm this. I just gotta like, take off my pants. Damn it. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, it's okay with it's me. The only solution to the problem. See that my solution was to wear my jumpy, but then it has ties on it. I know. I didn't think. I thought I was like going for the ultimate. We have to start thinking about the clothes we wear when we record. And I thought wearing the jumpy clothes meant that I was going the easy route. Mm -hmm. Because you just wear the whole suit. By the way, guys, I'm calling this a jumpy. It's like a a romper, (laughs) like a jumpsuit. It's like a jumpsuit, like a sweatsuit, but a jumpsuit. Yeah, it's a jumpy. It's nice. Yeah, I got the word jumpy because Drew's, um, what is she? I guess she's technically like his cousin. I, I'm going to say niece, but like basically she, like we were camping and she, she saw Oscar wearing his like full like onesie to mm-hmm. bed. She was like, Oh my God, Oscar, are you wearing a jumpy? And it was just like the cutest thing I had ever heard in my entire life. And ever since I heard her say that at camping, anything that's like a, a romper or like sweatsuit that's like all connected, it's now a jumpy. Yeah. That's adorable. I so, like that. It's, it's a jumpy. A jumpy. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's that's all we have for today's intro, talking about jumpies, <laughs> jumpies. and our bonus episode that we've hyped up too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I have a fun, um, I have a fun correction. Oh God, well. here we go, here we go. Well, because this is the next installment of our Bleeding London series, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I realized that I don't know if I said it because I haven't listened to that episode yet, but I looked back at my notes mm-hmm. and I wrote it wrong. So when I said when I'm talking about Michael Arntfield's book Murder City that he talks about London as I in my notes I wrote it as the murder capital of Canada mm-hmm. but it's not it is the serial killer capital of Canada and possibly the world during you said murder yeah so that's a very different thing mm-hmm. because he does describe in the book how like that well that would just include any murder any right? yeah like that would be anything not serial killer murders just like yeah gang violence spousal murders like anything All right um and for a long time it was winnipeg i don't know if it is still winnipeg he said it kind of toggled winnipeg was the murder capital yeah of canada okay um for like in recent years like again this is he's talking about 1959 to 1984 Mm -hmm. so during that time he's saying that london and surrounding area was like the serial killer capital Uh, of canada if not the world based on the again number of he said up to six active serial killers at one time so many yeah that's a lot Um, how do you leave your house yeah (laughs) i know how do you stay in your house what if they're breaking in imagine if we had that like right now where it's like six serial killers anarchy even even like two i mean even one is like like i feel like if i turned on the news and they were like there's a serial killer on the loose first of all i'd be like where's my magnifying glass we're gonna go out and we're gonna like solve this mystery but my more realistic my mind would just be hiding under my blanket thinking that I'm safe. Yeah. No, I know. I and I think that's why it's so shocking that like, um, again, the murder capital of Canada is a place where there's just a lot of violent crime. <laughs> um, which again, I know it's been Winnipeg for a long time, but he also said it's gone back and forth between Winnipeg and Ottawa, which has surprised oh, me. I, yeah. I wasn't expecting to hear yeah. Ottawa. It's never been Toronto. That's shocking. Yeah, I know. If my parents are listening when I was a kid and they were like, you can't go to Toronto because you're, you're going to get, get shot. shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they wouldn't necessarily be wrong. Because no, I know. But like per capita, it it's never been the murder capital of the world. Fair. Or of Canada. Sorry. Fair. 
So, however, I do like once a day. Everyone's like, "Hey, did you hear someone got shot yesterday?" I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> but, but like I said, yeah. I think I said this last time, or whatever. But there's a lot of shootings that happen in London too. Like That's almost true. every week, there's a shooting. It seems like. Where are you guys getting your guns? Like, not that I'm looking for one. Are you asking me personally? Where do I no, get my guns? All of these I people that are out. Guns. <laughs> I knew that. I mean, well, <laughs> but like, I like even just here. Because, like, when I go to Florida, I'm like, yeah, I, one, two, three, four gun stores. I see them everywhere. But, like... Yeah, you can get them anywhere. I don't know, like, where people are getting them here. It just must be smugglers. Like, like, How? The, like selling them on the low from places where it's easier to get them. Like, I don't know. But... Okay. I, I wouldn't know how to go about getting a gun in no. Canada. Let's put it that way. Unless you're, like, going to become a hunter and you get a license. But I wouldn't... I just wouldn't even know. I guess, Yeah. If I was like, I want a gun for some reason, which again, I wouldn't because it's illegal, but yeah. I wouldn't even know how to go about getting that. I Yeah, I, I have no idea. That's okay. I, yeah. I don't need one. I was just curious. Yeah. So. <laughs> so anyways. <laughs> anyways, I'm just going to correct that. If that sounds better or worse to people, I don't know. The serial killer capital of Canada. I kind of feel like, you I know feel like what? worse I was going to say, I feel like it's worse. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Because, like, murder, like, at least I was like, okay, yeah, people are getting killed. Like, that's normal. That happens everywhere. Like, yeah, crime is a thing. We know mm-hmm. that. But but there's just, there were, during there's, these yeah. years, there was a higher number of people in London, Ontario, that wanted to kill multiple people. I mean. That's terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Man, why All were, right. Yeah, people so are so angry. I'd, he also talks about London's um, CMA, which is the census metropolitan area. So he's including Mm -hmm. everything in London, Ontario, that is in the census metropolitan area. So there's a lot of smaller towns around London that would be included in that. So if you remember the chambermaid slayer, Mm -hmm. he was talking about, um, Chatham as well as maiden, I think. And something else? Something that started with an M. Yeah. Merlin. Merlin, not maiden. That's somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why it's all kind of, he's just, the umbrella of like Middlesex County, really. Middlesex County, yeah, kind of yeah. thing, where London is the biggest city covering oh. that span, yeah. right? Um, so this case starts in Strathroy, okay. Ontario. Um, so that's about 40 minutes directly west of London. Yep. Um, in 1974. Okay. So okay. That's our setting. Um, so, so in Strathroy in 1974, um, it was described as being separated from London by only a few miles of farmland. And it was, it was in within uh, London's same Middlesex County, as well as again, London CMA census metropolitan area. Um, Michael Arnfield points out that even today, many Londoners choose to live and work in Strathroy, which is accurate. That's actually yeah. so accurate. Cause like I, I know a lot of people who live in Strathroy and travel to London for yeah. work or vice versa versa. or whatever i even feel like we knew people in high school who lived in london and went to school in strathroy like that there's it's not that far away um so yeah so it's it's closely connected but again it's just like that smaller town version of london yeah so on march 3rd 1974 the frozen body of 19 year old nursing aide judith barksy was discovered on the pavement in front of a warehouse next to the town railway station. Hmm. So um, it had apparently been really cold the past few days. So 
I don't know if people weren't out and about as much, whatever, but she was just found like on, on the pavement, like in a parking lot kind of thing. So, um, wasn't like hidden or moved anywhere or whatever. Um, her throat had been slashed and nearby was a blood spattered pizza box and some pop bottles and chocolate bars all strewn about. Okay. Yeah. I, pizza box i'm down i know i, I read that and i was like oh now, why am i hungry i know like my girl like yeah. she yeah like was it her I'm pizza right box there with, it was hers okay. yeah so um okay these created like all of the bits and pieces the pizza and the chocolate bars and everything kind of created a sort of trail leading to a bell telephone booth that had its door it, like the door was open and the phone was hanging off the receiver oh so ominous i know and right. it was probably doing the like me 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 thing, you know. Yeah, yeah. Those always freak me out when I see movies, and it's such a terrifying. I don't sound. know why. Like, because I'm always we associate like, it with like phones being like off the hook or cut off or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, horrifying. <laughs> um. So one of Judith's shoes was also found nearby, seemingly kind of like slipped off as she attempted to run away from her attacker. Oh. Um. Michael Arntfield in the book describes Strathford Strathroy police as kind of being like completely caught off guard he says that most of them had come from larger townships and were not used to seeing like a scene in the quiet town of strathroy because like they uh, he i think he was implying that a lot of them came from larger townships to like get away from the busyness of the city and like the crime right and all that to quiet strathroy yeah so a lot of them were like not used to seeing this at all yeah it was probably shocking yeah they had heard a lot about the murders occurring in London over the last few years, but hmm. this was kind of their first of the of this kind. Yeah. Um, Judith, was, Judith was last seen alive leaving a pizzeria near where her body was found. Um, the narrative that was kind of pieced together from the evidence, because it was quite a scene, again, like the trail of food and yeah. her shoe flying off, whatever. So detectives can can piece things together through that and the narrative that they kind of came up with was that she was walking home with her pizza and um she realized that she was being followed the assailant likely pulled out a murder weapon or did something to set judith off running yeah where then her shoe came off yeah um she dropped her food and ran to the phone booth to call the police Ugh. um but she was obviously not able to complete the call before the attacker got to her she didn't even get to have her fucking pizza i know and that like, like makes me so mad too where i'm like, just like are you kidding me like someone's just like jolly walking home with their pizza man. and a bottle of pop and a chocolate bar what a good night and, right set out i'm to just be. thinking like that that sucks i know like she probably was like i'm gonna go home i'm gonna relax i'm gonna unwind for the evening i've got a nice hot fucking pizza here put my goddamn feet yeah. up <sighs> and and i think they're right so in, angry. in assuming that he did he must have done something drastic to spook her to, spook her, to prompt her to drop her pizza and yeah. run it would take a lot for me to fucking drop my pizza yeah run. i yeah you know what yeah. i'm saying like if someone's flashing a knife at me that's probably about it yeah because aside from that like i'd probably still be like take me i'd be like hugging pizza. it close to me and be like no <laughs> not my pizza <laughs> but if it's my life or the pizza yeah like yes okay fair yeah. enough yeah she must have been startled to like drop everything and just yeah. start booking it because i feel like even like I, as bad as it sounds like we all like we've all been there where we're like walking home alone somewhere dark and we feel mm-hmm. like we're being followed we don't always start running no like, sometimes no. we'll walk for like 20 minutes sometimes even, it even feels like the person behind me is like speeding up but they're just walking faster than i am <laughs> <laughs> they're probably <laughs> like move so you slow poke and, and you're like, like oh my god you can like feel them getting closer and then they just like walk past you and you're like wow that was anticlimactic <laughs> 
<laughs> you're like, but when they do get close, you're like, <gasps> and, then, and then they just are like, bitch, you got to walk faster. <laughs> you're like, ah, oh, shit. But yeah, I've never, yeah. I don't, I don't think from what I can remember in my life, I don't think I've ever like run away from yeah. someone on the street. Um, so that's why I think they're probably right in assuming he did something. He either maybe started running after her or like pulled mm-hmm. out a murder weapon or both. Yeah. Because she dropped her food, ran to the phone, pulled it off, and then he, he got to her. Um, so she was found, um, yeah, with her throat slashed um, and her pants undone. And the change out of her pockets was missing. So okay. they didn't say anything about her being sexually assaulted it just said her pants were undone but like it almost implied like he undid her pants to like get at the her to change yeah at the change which um, yeah if maybe if they were like tight jeans yeah like, undoing it would make it easier to grab the coins out yeah. kind of thing yeah so that's that's kind of what how it was described in the book um there was no mention of any sort of sexual assault but um forensic experts determined that she had been lying there for almost two days mm. placing the time of the murder on the night of march 1st 1974 okay um, and like I said, the days leading up were really cold. So again, uh, maybe I'm just that, thinking out loud. Maybe that's why no one was walking by. Yeah. She was just discovered by like a man who was cutting across the parking lot to get somewhere. That's really and sad. Then yeah. Saw it. So it, it is really sad. So that was March of 1974. So we'll fast forward over a year later to June of 1975. Okay. So quite a, quite a long period That's in between. A, yeah. Um, 18 year old Rosalie Winters, which I think That's, is just such a great name. I was just going to say that is beautiful. I know. I'm like, she sounds like a journalist or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or like, I, I don't even know. Just like the, the main character in like a really nice, like romance movie. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Like not a rom-com, like a romance. Yeah. A serious one. Yeah. Very serious one. But one that's not like tacky. No. One where you're like, oh, damn, that was actually good. Yeah, yeah, like one of the good you're ones. You're like, oh, Rosalie Winters. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> we're just obsessing. I, right. I feel like every episode we're like, that's just beautiful. I know. I We but, like really like names. Yeah. Yeah. But it's true. Good when ones. someone has... Well, oh, I was listening to the one episode. What was the name of the one person? It was like Hazel Savage or something. Oh, yeah. Hazel Savage. Was that it? That was the one with in Fred and Rosemary yes. West, and she's the one that like yes, kind of like hey, caught them. That's and the we one. Were like, I was that's just, a great name. Yes, it's a badass name. I was just listening to it today. That's why. Cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just thought I'd bring that one back. Yeah. Thank a, you. A, a we'll make a list. Yeah. Of all the names. All the we, good. We, all maybe the good we ones. should. I'm making another spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> um. So oh, Rosalie Winters, eighteen years old was attacked while walking to Alexandra Park okay. um, in Strathroy. The assailant made his intentions to sexually assault her known. So apparently he told her what he was going to do, and then he strangled her to subdue her. Mm. He tried to take her pants off, but the zipper broke, and he couldn't get them off. Um, so Good. he then strangled her into unconsciousness, oh. um, presumably groped her, and then left her by the side of the road piece of shit and she survived she survived she survived yes Ugh. um yeah that's so, like, so rough to go through horrifying Fuck. yeah to just like wake up oh my god yeah like i'm, I'm glad that she survived well, but i'm like, glad that the zipper on her pants broke yeah. i mean like 
so many like little things like went right there but it's just like it's so awful so like scary fuck. yeah like, terrifying like how do you get over that like you don't no i know yeah that sucks fuck so that was june of 1975 so now we're gonna fast forward four months to october 20th 1975 okay uh louise jenner was a 19 year old new mother and a stay-at-home mom and homemaker she on october 20th heard a knock at the door uh apparently this was in the book i don't know exactly how someone i think it was implied because there was no forced entry that okay. like someone knocked at the door and she opened otherwise the how would they know that yeah yeah um, yeah, I always hu- wonder that where they're like, yeah. well, how do they know? I'm like in my head. I'm like, wait, yeah. how do they know that? Or does that mean you're the killer? <laughs> <laughs> like- um, when her husband came home that day at 5 p.m., he discovered Louise lying in a pool of her own blood on the kitchen floor no. while their newborn daughter was upstairs crying in her crib. No. Yeah. Um, the evidence showed that. So, yeah, I guess this is why they're assuming that someone knocked at the door because um, whoever Louise had allowed into their house, it was suspected that she knew the person. Hmm. Because, again, there was just no sign of a break-in or that someone yeah, pushed just... their way in. Um, so they're assuming that she knew them because it was like, knock at the door and then you let them in. Yeah. Um. So the person had come into her house, overpowered her, sexually assaulted her, and then allowed her to redress... Um, police suspected that this might've been a ruse to allow the assailant more time to plan what to do next, um, or to possibly trick Louise into thinking that she was going to live. They Um, do do that sometimes. Yeah. It's like a really like scary power move. Yeah. Where it's like you, you're letting them think that you're not going to kill them, that it was a sexual assault and that's it. You're going to leave. Yeah. Which is horrifying. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can also see the other side too, where it's like just buying time too. Like it could be yeah. both. Um, the attacker pulled out a boot lace and strangled Louise unconscious. He then Oof. proceeded to slash her throat from ear to ear with a jackknife. A jackknife? Yeah. What even is that? I don't know. I just assumed it was like a small knife. I don't know. Jackknife. Where's want me, my, where's want my me to Google it? I'm, yeah, I got to see this. I got a jackknife. I'm, um, I'm looking too. I'm looking. It looks like it's just like a like a folding pocket knife. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's, that's what came up first. I think my brain went to like jackhammer. And I was oh, like, so you what it was like the a big fuck? thing? And then I thought it was like. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. No, I don't think it was like a power tool or anything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. Yeah. You know, I think dramatically. No, fair enough. Fair enough. It's good to visualize what's actually. <laughs> yeah happened yeah <laughs> also too like there I, there have been so many like podcasts that i've listened to where like the hosts will really nonchalantly say something that not your common like layman's people would understand so like i'll hear something like for example jackknife and they'll be like yeah they use this and, blah, blah, blah. and it's like well how am i supposed to know what the fuck that is my imagination is going to like the most horrifying thing <laughs> when really it was just like a paper cut or something you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. unless the other like unless someone else asks like what is that and they yeah. explain it then you're like oh I, I guess i'm just left to just picture this on my own exactly. i guess yeah that's why i like to ask things Thank you for asking. Okay, let's go on. It's a small knife. Okay. Um, there was no evidence left behind and no suspects. Wow. At all. They had no idea who would do this to her. Well, she sounded like just like a really great person, 
you know, being at home with just her like baby a and nineteen year old new she's mom. Just like a sweet little Yeah. Yeah. So so sad. So who would do that? Because that's mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um in October of nineteen seventy five, it doesn't say when, but I'm assuming it's pretty soon after um Louise Jenner was murdered because she was murdered on October twentieth. So there's only eleven more days left in the month. But they mm-hmm. just said in October 1975, after this had happened, a man named Christian McGee was brought in by Strathroy and OPP detectives after realizing that he knew both Judith, Bar- Judith Barksy and Louise Jenner. Ooh. Um, so they just made a connection where they're like, oh, this guy knows both, both of, of them, them or has been said to know both of them. Maybe we should bring him in for Maybe he knows something. Yeah. yeah. Especially because it seemed like Louise... Uh, yeah, Louise Jenner knew her attacker. Yeah. So um, he didn't confess to anything. And the only thing they had on him was that he knew both of the victims. So um, it wasn't, it just wasn't enough to hold him. Yeah. Because again, especially in a town as small as Strathroy, we're like, not, it's not like everyone knew everyone, but it's like through like probably one degree of separation, everyone knows yeah. everyone, you know? So they were just sort of like, it's not enough. It was yeah. enough for them to be suspicious, but it wasn't enough for them to hold him or charge him with anything yeah. or to even assume that he had done it. Yeah, true. Um, so on November 3rd, so shortly after this, mm-hmm. um, Christian picked up 19-year-old Sylvia Holly Jennings while hitchhiking outside of London. Okay. Um, he took her to a remote location near Mount Bridges, west, which is west yes. of London. It's kind of like not as far as Strathroy. It's like a little bit south. Yeah. But like almost in the middle. It's like on route, but not really on route. Yeah. But it's yeah. very close by. Yeah. Um, he took her to Mount Bridges and asked her to take off her clothes. When she didn't, he ripped them off of her and she fought back and he physically and sexually assaulted her. Um, afterwards, he choked her unconscious and fractured her skull with a no. bottle and left her for dead. Um, but what he didn't expect is that she survived. Oh. Yeah. That fucking badass chick. Like Yeah. Yeah. Again, like super traumatic to go through, but yeah. like she survived it all. And she probably was able to like describe him and yeah. recount. Yes. Which like so, is great for getting him. Sucks that she has to live with this forever cuz like that, it's just of course. Was was Rosalie Winters also able to describe him? No. No. Okay. Um I believe okay. that just from the description of like she was walking to the park and she was attacked like could have been from behind like behind yeah okay. uh could have just been really dark yeah he could have been wearing like a ski mask or something like yeah and i also don't know it doesn't say if it was even reported okay okay so it could not have been yeah that's very possible yeah um but uh where am i yes so he fractured her skull with a bottle. She survived. And for the first time, police had a description of who the media and locals had named the mad slasher. Don't. Yeah. Like I, they, yes. Don't give them names that sound like cool horror movie people. Yeah. It sounds like the mad hatter to me. Yeah. Honestly. Like, yeah. I'm like, Oh, like it sounds like if I was watching like a horror movie, like fiction, Mm-hmm. I'd be like, that's a really cool name for like this person that's going on a rampage for real life. No, they need to be like the pee pee poo poo killer or like 
you know, the stinky cheese feet killer or something. Something that's embarrassing to them. Yeah. The like pimple back Betty or whatever, <laughs> like some, something fucked. Like it's gotta be embarrassing. Even if it's like, doesn't even relate to them, give them some kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. And I feel like, okay, I don't know if you remember this. I feel like there's a episode in Criminal Minds where they talk about that, where they're where the newspaper like went and named the killer and they're like, Don't do that because yeah. it like gives them it like fuels their ego. Yes. Or something like that. Yeah. I feel like I remember that in an episode. I, I feel like I don't you talk know about if that's a few times. Yeah. Legitimately true, but I feel like that makes sense to me where it's like Yeah. If you're a murderer and then someone gives you like a the badass uh, name. Yeah, yeah, a name and you're like, Yeah, I am the mad slasher. Yeah. Don't fucking that's slash. fucking me. Yeah. You know? No. I don't know. I just, Lame. Yeah. Speaking of criminal minds. So <laughs> I, I we're going on a tangent here. I'm pissed. I'm very pissed because in Canada currently, it's only available on Disney plus. Right. Correct. Yeah. The other night I'm chilling on the couch. Me and Oscar, we call it watching crimmy minds. We're snuggled up. We're watching it. And they only have up until like season, whatever. And it was like the most, fucking climactic scene ever it ends and that's all they have on disney plus and i have to just like what wait what season is it i i don't i don't even know it's like 12 or something but it's oh, like okay then i, I don't think I've so suspenseful Ooh. like and and the suspense that's on the line right now is spencer and you know how i feel i do i do I lost sleep that night. Oh. I was like upset. I was like, I can't even can't believe. Can't you like find it anywhere? I, I looked like without literally lying about like what country I live in. But even so, I don't know how to do that. I stuff. know I'm not that techie. Like, like everyone's no like, idea. just change your IP address. And I'm like, um, oh yeah, I'm, you you say it like it's making a sandwich. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it, it's not. Like how do you do? I don't even know how to use an IP. What is an IP address? I don't even know how to use TikTok. Okay, yeah. like. <laughs> I can't even wipe my own ass, guys. Like, you think I can just change my IP address? Somebody help me. Oh, but I can, in fact, wipe my own ass just in case if anyone took that seriously. Just gonna cover your ass, literally. I just gotta cover my ass here. Uh, but back to it. So all right. I'm so upset. back to the mad slasher. I'm so sorry. I won't do that anymore. <laughs> no, it's okay. I, just, I haven't been able to let my emotions out about that. No, so. you needed. Obviously, you needed to vent about it. Yeah, I'm glad I'm that you did. So upset. I'm glad mean, you I, feel like you can talk to me about those things. I know. It's, it's like a therapy session. Thank you. <laughs> um. So yeah. So for the first first time, they had a, a description of the person. Um. So we're moving to, so that was November. November we're moving yeah. to June of 1976. Shit. Okay. That's yeah. quite the cooling off period. So I guess the police had a description, but it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Yeah. Um, so, but, but I feel like, isn't there just like 10 people in Strathroy? Just ask everybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. Okay. Actually, that, that kind of plays a little bit of a role. They're like, <laughs> okay, door to door. People. No, just like knowing people. Um, but obviously learning from his past mistakes christian was not about to leave another victim alive yeah um so seven months after assaulting sylvia jennings christian picked up 15 year old susan skulls interesting might be shoals oh is it like s-c-h yeah okay shoals i could be either like depending on her nationality like it could be skulls it could be shoals is that how you spell like Dr. Scholes? Like the shoes? Yeah, I think okay. so. I'll go with that then. Okay, cool. All right. Um, do you like have like orthopedics by by Dr. Scholes or something? Is that? Yeah. Okay. I, I do. Okay. <laughs> You've seen my feet. 
<laughs> you have like toe attachments to make, your, to make your feet regular people <laughs> like. I'm a fan of the doctor. <laughs> I, I just like picture you with this like attachment that makes your foot regular sized. <laughs> well, he hasn't come up with that yet, unfortunately. Dr. Scholl, get on What are you doing? <laughs> oh, man. Um, so he, he picked up 15-year-old Susan Scholl's. Okay. On June 15th, 1976, okay. while she was hitchhiking from Strathroy to her family cottage in Hillsborough Beach on Lake Huron. Okay. Um, a forklift driver witnessed her standing on the side of, of a county road around 1.30 p.m. with her thumb out. Um, a little over 24 hours later, her body was discovered by a farmhand in a nearby field. Oh, her body was partially naked no. and her throat and abdomen had been cut open. No. She also had multiple stab and slash wounds to her chest. Oh. Um, the body had been completely mutilated. The oh worst by far of, of oh, all of the murder victims. Christian assumed that because the girl was a stranger to him and her body was disposed of far enough out of town that he wouldn't be a suspect. Um, and he likely wouldn't have been except for that same forklift driver that passed her on the road. Um, he looked in his rearview mirror after he passed her and, and saw. he saw Susan get into a 75 Ford pickup that he recognized as belonging <sighs> to a Strathroy man um, known for collecting road roadkill in the area under contract. <sighs> so he was like, I know that truck, 75 wow. Ford pickup. Thank God for this freaking truck driver. And he looked in the rearview mirror and saw her get into it. So Christian, wow. what an observant person. I know. I know. Like, I'm like, wow, what a hero. Yeah. In a Holy way. Shit. Like, so the police stopped by the home based business of this man who, who owned the truck. And he said he had hired Christian to, um, to pick up roadkill. That's, I guess what he did. Hmm. Um, when they looked in the truck, the animal filleting knife was missing from the vehicle i don't know if i'm okay. saying that right a filleting knife oh filleting filleting how's it spelled f-i-l-l-e-t-i-n-g that's like fillet filleting yeah is that what you, oh i guess i guess i didn't really think about it that way yeah like a fillet Isn't of it, meat i could be i could be wrong in saying that it could be filleting i don't know i don't know someone jump in one yeah. time and just message us they're, us they're gonna be like you're both wrong it's I'm, actually <laughs> i'm also gonna go home and luke will be like it's this yeah he's idiots. gonna like say it in like a different language <laughs> yeah. though he's gonna be like good and just like make up a different language <laughs> fucking luke get out of here <laughs> well one of one of the knives in the animal roadkill kit was missing Let's just put it that okay. way okay okay um yeah when they loaded uh sorry when they they looked in the, uh no i already said that no nope. <laughs> i always do that where i'm like and then i try <laughs> then so I hard to brush it off like i didn't just read the exact same sentence it's <laughs> fine oh, it's um, fine i'm not crying <laughs> but the business owner remembered the name of the man he had hired so i'm assuming this is like an odd job thing where it's yeah. not like he's not a regular employee he just probably hired like, people oh yeah contract to like go out and collect roadkill yeah for the day. i hired him on a one-off like yeah he remembered the name of the man he had hired and um also remembered him enjoying the job a bit too much Mm-hmm. see know? i would remember that if like i ran like a roadkill business if yeah. someone was like i cannot fucking wait to scoop some guts off the road yeah. i'd be like you're lying there's or like a, you're insane there's a difference between being indifferent to it where like you can stomach it you can just do the job yeah and, and you just need to make a paycheck it. yeah like actually 
and being like, in it. I need this. Yeah. He was just like, <laughs> I remember the guy. Like, I remember his name, but I also just remember him because I've never seen someone enjoy yeah. this job that much. Um, yeah. So once the name Christian McGee was mentioned, police had him in custody pretty quickly. And they were probably like, we've already talked to this dude. Exactly. Right. They're probably like, oh, he said it was Christian McGee. This is the pickup truck that this girl got into. And we just found her body. Like, we've got right him, there. Kind yeah. Of thing. Um, get him. Christian remained in the newly opened Elgin Middlesex Detention Center in London. So okay. I guess back then this was like new. It's still around today. But, okay. But it was 1976. Okay. So it was newish at the time. Um, while awaiting the start of his trial, which began in the spring of 1977. Okay. So that's like a whole year later. Mm hmm. Um, yeah. Cause this was June ish. June. Right? Yeah. yeah. June 1976. So almost a whole year later. Crazy. He was tried for the murders of Judith Barksy, Louise Jenner, and Susan Scholes as well as for the attempted murder of Sylvia Jennings and the attack of Rosalie Winters. Good. So I guess all of that ended up coming out Cause, eventually. Because even if Rosalie didn't like report it at the time, she probably came forward and was like, that mm. is the person. Like, Yeah. Or she reported it and again, just like didn't have anything to go off of, like didn't know yeah. what he looked like or anything. Yeah. So um, he was tried for all of it. Nice. Christian McGee was found not guilty oh. by reason of insanity. Oh. And was sent to the Oak Ridge facility located in the maximum security wing of the Waypoint Center for Mental Health in Penetanguishene, Ontario. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Huh. He was, um, he has apparently. It's, it's really hard to get that as um, like a ruling. Yeah. Michael, it's really hard. Michael Arntfield does talk about it a bit in the book as far as like this time period. Yeah. And how there were a lot of people that went away like that got a not guilty by reason of insanity or whatever yeah. um verdict who probably shouldn't have yeah. just because there was this whole sort of like mental health boom and lawyers were kind of exploiting that yes it sounds like and yeah and the justice system so yeah i guess what i'm getting at now is it's now extremely hard to get that as your it's incredibly difficult like yeah. you you literally have to like prove that mm-hmm. you're just of not sound mind whatsoever yeah, yeah absolutely and i and think that's why he's saying like it was just in that sweet spot in time where it wasn't as difficult it was kind of like there was yeah, newer like we could do this yeah newer science that was coming out there was a lot of psychiatrists yeah. and psychologists and stuff that were then like being called as expert witnesses to argue these yeah. things and they don't want to yeah yeah and and but there was a shift like you said it's much more difficult now and there isn't as much power given to like expert witnesses in that regard mm-hmm. um as far as like determining a verdict like that yeah so like you said it is a lot harder now but back during then, this time there was a no. lot that was happening yeah okay that um, makes sense but um yes so he so that's where he was held in penetanguishing ontario very close to me yeah very yeah. close he has apparently taken to building baby cribs and oh. is quite religious now, spreading the you word. You always find God. Word of you God. always yeah, find him. Absolutely. I guess, like, because I'm not a very religious person. Mm. Should I should I go to, like, prison and find him? He's obviously there. Clearly. <laughs> everybody goes and finds Jesus and God in prison. Yeah, you want to find Jesus? He's in prison. He's in prison. He's, everybody there knows him. Everybody. <laughs> It's like you can't go to prison without finding God. No. 
It's like almost impossible. It's like, and I'm not even like joking about religion here. It's like, that's just like a fact. Everybody goes to prison and they find him. He's there. And it doesn't even surprise me because I feel like at that point, if you're someone who's like going to be there for the rest of your life, then like, and you have no purpose yeah other than that you'd then, almost have to believe in a higher power yeah, at that like point. it doesn't like, surprise me that people seek out something something to, like, just to believe put all in. of their energy into that yeah i guess that does make sense yeah yeah it's just kind of like i always find it a little bit ironic because it's like you just killed a bunch of people but now you go to prison and yeah. you're like preaching like and now Jesus you get to just like turn the this, other cheek like, good church goer <laughs> and it's like no you suck still it's like you <laughs> you still murdered people people. yeah Yeah, jesus disapproves of you (laughs) he will not forgive your sins (laughs) oh man um he is apparently very willing to meet with researchers oh um, victim advocates and pretty much anyone who will listen to him oh our local ed kemper yeah (laughs) honestly that's what it sounds like yeah um christian was assessed in 2004 oh recently um by a psychiatrist and it was confirmed that he still shows signs of deep-rooted necrophilic Mm. and erotophonophilic fantasies okay i have a definition okay don't worry guys okay okay oh she's (laughs) pulling out her book this isn't even she didn't even write it down it's in her book she's literally no i did write it down it's just uh, there's also something else i'm gonna read in the book um but Basically, um, erotophonophilia mm-hmm. is a paraphilia. Yep. So Michael Arntfield talks a lot about paraphilias in, in the book, mm-hmm. which are um, basically an attachment to or fixation on objects, images, people, or circumstances that is either forbidden by conventional society or mm-hmm. prohibited by law, often both. Yes. So, so yeah, basically a paraphilia is liking something that you're not supposed to like. Yeah that conventional society or the law says you cannot like no, that don't like that yeah um like screwing dead bodies yes that would be a good example i think that's just like a big no-no that's yeah. a huge one right um yeah so also how do you come to like find that you like that that's something that i never understood was like how do you one day you're just like i just really gotta fuck a dead body like i the, really think that's the way to do it there's yeah i don't know i feel like there's a lot of like pre like predictors of that okay yeah um like yeah warning symptoms almost yeah because in the book he was talking about uh, i hope i don't get this wrong but he was talking about how you can use so paraphilias like evolve and -hmm. then there's like attack paraphilias that are like obviously more aggressive or whatever Mm but um something like um like uh i'm i can't remember the actual like specific name of this but like exposing yourself in public yes people who exhibitionist an exhibitionist there we go people who do that and then go on to become killers he was saying that they're more likely to kill in like the outdoors and dispose in the outdoors and okay that makes sense all that stuff um and there was a, a different paraphilia that he said predicted more like indoor like luring someone into your house or killing them inside hmm. and things like that so it's kind of like they're all a yeah. lot of them have been studied heavily and are like connected in certain ways to to maybe predict certain things right. or you can backtrack and kind of like connect go from there. after you okay. catch somebody makes sense but i feel like n- kind of like necrophilia like, yeah. is one of those ones where i feel like there's a lot of like previous things that ha- like you don't just like go out and then just like no. find a dead body that's what i mean like, it's oh, like yeah, what are I, those like yeah i think um, red flags there's a lot there's a lot in here that he talks about like a lot of paraphilias that are connected to mm-hmm. necrophilia so i feel like 
I could dig into that deeper for you. Okay. <laughs> Come back with a full report. Thank you. But I would um, love to talk more about that. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. He has a whole list of all these like different ones that I've never yeah. even heard of. Like erotophonophilia. Yeah. This one is um, associated with what are known as lust murders, mm-hmm. specifically the murdering and mutilating of females, often strangers. So it's kind of like liking murdering and mutilating specifically i think that's what dictates this paraphilia is the like mutilation side of it where it's mutilation yeah yeah. which is what christian mcgee did to these bodies so they're saying that in his 2004 assessment he still showed signs of deep-rooted necrophilic and erotophonophilic fantasies right so i don't know if there's any evidence that he was a necrophile but they're just saying that from the assessment yeah he showed like evidence of having fantasies of that yeah i feel like if he wasn't caught and he had continued he probably would have, would have like escalated into to that, that point. yeah yeah but it's just he was caught thankfully and yeah. didn't have the opportunity to explore that good um bitch yeah so yeah oh and he apparently had cannibalistic impulses as well interesting yeah i see because again, there was no evidence of that. No, but and through this assessment, they've figured out that he has fantasies of that, and so it's, which yeah. is like that. That's one of those things where that doesn't line up for me because usually, in the very surface level research I've done, necrophilia and cannibalism don't usually go together. No, like it's usually except one or the other. I think Jeffrey Dahmer, Dahmer. was like I was the say. one rare case yeah. where, but. He also, like, it wasn't dead bodies that he wanted. He wanted warm bodies. He did. He wanted a live body for sure. He just he just dealt with what he had. Exactly. Yeah, for dead bodies. So that's why it's kind of like, they don't usually go hand in hand. No. Like, no, they don't. So it's very contradictory. And again, who knows? Maybe who knows? like yeah. Maybe because he was caught and then couldn't explore any of these impulses or these yeah. paraphilias that, like, he's fantasized about all of them. Yeah. Maybe. Possibly. Maybe if he had kept killing, it would have just been one or the other. I don't know. Or it could be another Ed Kemper where he's saying it just to use it as a, like, tick it out and seem crazy. Yeah. Because he said, oh, I, like, I'm a cannibal. And then as soon as he realized that that wasn't going to work as a defense, it was like, just kidding. I actually would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, like well, I'm not even that gross. He was like, ha, guys, <laughs> gotcha. I mean, it's all possible. Yeah. I also just wanted to yes. um, say that it, there is a part. Did you ever see True Detective? No, you've, you've told me from day one that I need to check it oh, out. Oh, it's... I got it. I got to yeah. get Crave season, back. Season one. Season one is like... Is that the one with Vince Vaughn? No, that's season two. I'm in. Um, Season one is the one with Matthew McConaughey and okay. Woody Harrelson. <gasps> Woody Harrelson. Yep. I love him. He's my and favorite. And like, so it, it's widely... There is a huge consensus that the season one of True Detective is the best season. Like it, it just is. It's some okay. of the best television I've probably ever seen. Oh, okay. I'm going to um, watch it. Season two, it came out and then everyone's like, oh, this is absolute dog shit, <laughs> which it's not. Okay. I liked season two and but season But when you three. compare stuff, it's, yeah. But they're just c- comparing it directly to season one, which was like just so much and better also, than I think anyone expected you it to be. dare call anything with Vince Vaughn dog shit. No, people fucking hated it it's no. vince vaughn rachel love- mcadams and colin farrell oh that's a good crew i know and it's oh and taylor yeah. kish do you know who that is okay yes yeah, yes he's in it too um 
it's no it's not bad it's, it's just absolute piss it's just people <laughs> compared it directly yeah. to the first season and everyone was like this is such a disappointment oh my god like i do get it because yeah. the first season was so good mm-hmm. but i would just say like watch all of them in ice like like look at them in isolation okay because the third season's good too um okay again they're all different stories like it's all separate stories it's all a i love cast. that i love a good so, show like that yeah, yeah. Okay. but the first season is arguably really the good best. yeah um and he mentions it in this book where he says that true detective is um like from what he's seen the only tv show or movie um like like fictional that's accurately described what paraphilias are and how they can um evolve with each victim mm-hmm. like he was just saying that there's a lot of media that portrays serial killers as like this is their mo um and it never changes which isn't true no like there's a lot of escalation there's a lot of evolving like yeah usually there's consistency as far as like whether they're a disorganized or an organized killer yeah but he even says that like richard ramirez the night stalker kind of showed that like there can be both there he can was, be both. there was times where he was organized there was times where he was all over the fucking place yeah um, and there was times where he just like straight up wanted to cause mayhem and just like did yeah. whatever yeah and his victimology was all over the map like all over children he, men he was women an everything anomaly. Yeah. yeah and so he just says that um yeah where some some shows and movies will portray serial killers as like oh from the first victim to the 10th victim like they do everything the same and like their paraphilias yeah. are the same where he's saying that that can evolve like i said like we were talking yeah. about with necrophilia where like it could start as something and then evolve into necrophilia yeah it's not often the first one because yes. even Dahmer, it wasn't the first one no so he was just yeah he was hailing true detective as like the only crime hmm. tv show or movie that yeah. he's ever seen that accurately kind of describes that and like interesting describes how they can evolve over time okay. with each passing victim so I thought that was cool because I love True Detective and I'm always here to shout it out. Um, I like asked Luke when I read that. He was like sitting next to me. I was like, have you seen True Detective? He's like, yeah, I've seen the first season. I'm like, oh shit, I want to rewatch the first season. Now I'm going to watch it. Okay. Do you have Crave? Yeah. Can I bum your password? Yeah, as long as you get off if if we're trying to watch something. (laughs) Crave is the only thing that, the only platform that... um, i've ever had that happen with where it's like too many people are watching at once oh really yeah okay i've never had it happen with netflix i've never yeah. had it happen with amazon prime or i know i guess no one has my amazon prime but my yeah, netflix no like my prime my whole family has the netflix account yeah. we've never had that problem no um but crave i've had that with. even if you have multiple profiles mm, i don't think i have multiple pro- profiles but oh. I, I don't think i'm pretty sure crave you can only have three i think three going at okay once. yeah yeah because like I I had Crave, we're trying to save money, so I was like I'm canceling Crave because yeah, yeah, you only have like one yeah. show on it, like and it's like what three thousand dollars a month, so it's like Crave, yeah, it's ten dollars a month. Oh, okay, it's maybe no, I know it's if you want the HBO package, which it's I'm 20, pretty sure I did because it's I an wanted extra like ten dollars a month for the HBO okay. because like to be honest. It's the only way as like in Canada that we can watch HBO shows. So like, yeah. I feel like most people get Crave for the HBO. Yeah. So and you have to pay the extra $10 a month. I wanted to get it back because the new season of Dexter started. I know. Yeah. And I was like, well, fuck. I, I, I got to watch it. I there's I want to rewatch Barry. I've got so many shows that I need to like watch through Crave, but I, I'm not ready to give up my left leg. 
I I did the like ten dollars a month the crave thing and then I got there you can get like the HBO annual and it's like seventy bucks or something okay as opposed to paying an extra ten dollars a month because mm. that would be one hundred and twenty dollars why don't you just so change saved... your IP address to the one that gets it for free <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not a rocket scientist <laughs> Becky <laughs> gosh oh uh, uh, yeah so funny so okay so uh okay yeah that was a really long tangent huge so tangent, sorry guys but it's okay we're almost done anyways um, <laughs> um in 2010 uh christian mcgee's application to transfer to a medium security institution was denied bitch um <laughs> it's noted like in michael artfield's book that he he basically says that christian mcgee will certainly die in oak ridge he's not getting out how old um, is he now you know what that's tough that's a good question that's i'm sorry to put you on the spot like this that's okay no i I (laughs) i'm surprised that it wasn't like in any of like i even looked him up on a couple other websites it says born 1948 Mm, this is math my pea-sized brain cannot handle so he'd be like 73 that's not even that old yeah Okay. I guess not. Like, I guess if you're just living a cushy life at Oak Ridge, I don't even know what the facility is like. No. Maybe it's you're a like cushy life. Know. He could <laughs> be getting like life. whipped daily. Making baby cribs yeah. and <laughs> just reading his scriptures. Yeah. Scriptures. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, no. But yeah, uh, Michael Arnfield says that he makes a pretty confident claim that if he had been put in prison instead of sent to Oak Ridge, that he would have, he would no doubt be on parole and back walking the streets of london no that's so scary mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that's we've so talked scary. about that not on the podcast i think just in general about how we were saying it's really hard to get um an ncr uh verdict like a not criminally responsible yeah um and a lot of people say you almost don't want it because it's like not worse, but like it's harder to get out of that as opposed to going to prison and then possibility of parole in 20 years and then you get out on parole and yeah. then you then you do your thing. Whereas I feel like it's implied that if you go into a facility like this, you're not getting out. Yeah. Because you've made such a big case that you are not criminally yeah. responsible because you're mentally ill. Yeah. So therefore we're keeping you forever. Yeah. yeah. So he kind of says that like I think he's sort of implying that it's maybe better this way. Yeah. Because because of some of the, the previous yeah. you know things that we've talked about and people just sort and of like he, even um like Gertrude, right? Like yeah. going to prison and then you just like get out after like what 15 10 15 years or yeah. whatever and then that's it. Oh. That's it. So yeah, so he's still in Oak Ridge, which I mean, it, I'm glad he's locked up somewhere. Yeah, but that's Fuck. that's Christian McGee, the Mad Slasher. Jeez, yeah, that was yeah, that was tense. So this is again, like, keep in mind. I know the Chambermaid Slayer was earlier. That was '60s. That was like early '60s or mid '60s. Yeah, I think it was early. This yeah. is like mid '70s, mm-hmm. but this is only one of the serial killers. That we will cover in the Bleeding London series. We've got more. There is more. We got more. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, London's not going anywhere. And this one was caught. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. At least that. Yeah. Chambermaid's Lair was caught too, so. Yeah. But he he got out as well. I remember. Yeah, he got out. He did get out. And then Mm -hmm. he died. And then he just, like, died withering away. Good. And whatever. That's what he gets. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah, that's Christian McGee. 
I liked that. That was good. It's yeah. Why well, didn't it's again, just it's just usual. so again it's so weird because everything is so close to us. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes it like a little bit more real, which like it, all of these cases are of course real yeah. and horrifying in their own like ways but it's just like when when it does hit your hometown you're kind of like oh shit like true crime is in fact true like you kind of do like forget that sometimes where it's like it feels like this like spooky story you're telling and then you kind of like come to and you're like oh this happened to a person like a real live person Mm -hmm. and i think it's it's scarier that it's like all of the surrounding area of london as well like this was all happening in london at the time and again like the people in strathroy were like hearing about it like oh my god like the big scary city that all the murders are happening that's not happening here and then it is happening and then it is happening and there's cases that we'll talk about well the chambermaid slayer like again merlin and chatham Mm -hmm. this is strathroy there's cases we'll talk about in like elmer and things Mm. and and stratford and things like that where it's like it's all connected it really is like so it's almost like even the small towns weren't safe no nowhere is really safe nowhere is safe but like that sort of facade of the quiet small town life where it's like well we're never going to experience that here and then people started to and it's like that that dawning would have been so Mm -hmm. scary yeah fuck yeah well jesus yeah that was a good one thank you thanks thanks hope you all enjoyed it and yeah. uh and again this is just the second in our phase one or phase two i mean <laughs> bleeding london series there yeah. will be more there's gonna be more phases yeah so so yeah sign up to be super cool join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed um, and if you ever want to chat and connect with us you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com or you can DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram at how to not get killed. And you can follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com. Yeah, do that. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks Go do that, listening. guys. Go do that and buy, buy some cool stuff and then show us. Yeah. And show also, us what like, you got. feel free to request like things that oh, you would like I, to see in the merch shop i we're love still, the requests those are my favorite yeah we're still in the process of like adding stuff we'll always be adding new stuff of course as yeah. time goes on but if there's something you'd like to see then give we'll us a it. shout we'll and whip we'll it up consider it we'll whip it up yeah we're gonna get it going for you guys all right it's good stuff thanks for listening yeah thanks for listening guys keep it sleazy guys bye bye, bye.